It's time for JT the Brick. JT. Woo! Hey, girls. How are you? Wow, I can go in 10 different directions today. Getting to know Raider Nation the way that you see them now, it's just different. JT the Brick. I think it's so important, especially for this new generation of Raider fans. Now we got something. Now we got some guys out of the tub, out of the training room, doing what they needed to do. It calms down the energy of the Raider Nation and saying, man, a lot of guys have been missing for a while. Where are they? And now they're back. This is this is what the Raiders are all about. And now, here's JT the Brick. All right, we're here for hour number two. Uh, today is our Ray Guy tribute show. Ray Guy, the greatest punter of all time, passed away as the Raiders announced that. And we are talking about his life and legacy. Uh, we'll do that for one more hour here. So we'd like to get you on the radio to tell your Ray Guy stories if you have them. And you're an older school Raider fan, a new school Raider fan. You know the sport. You might not even be a diehard Raider fan, but you listen to us and you know that Ray Guy was the greatest punter of all time. You can't argue that, which is pretty cool. You know, there's a lot of positions that you can argue who's the best cornerback of all time, who's the greatest offensive lineman of all time. But when it comes to football, it used to be Joe Montana and Brady surpassed him. So I think it's fair to say Brady is easily the greatest quarterback of all time. Come on. He's got seven Super Bowls. But there are still Joe Montana fans who say Joe was undefeated, 4-0 in the Super Bowl. The greatest wide receiver of all time is no debate. It's Jerry Rice. No debate. He's the greatest wide receiver of all time. The greatest running back of all time, in my opinion, is clearly Jim Brown. Uh, Jim Brown was the most dominant player in all of football. Dominant and the greatest running back of all time. But people like Emmett for the overall yards, and they like Barry Sanders, even though Barry didn't play on a great team. The greatest uh, player that I've ever seen in my lifetime ever, number one, was Lawrence Taylor. I think that he changed the game. I have Lawrence Taylor as the greatest edge rusher, linebacker of all time. Maybe, And I think the greatest defensive player of all time. Then I put Ray Guy on the list. Ray Guy played a position very important in the league. He's the greatest punter of all time. He's second to none. So think of the people I just mentioned. Brady, Rice, Jim Brown. Lawrence Taylor, Ray Guy. Right? The, the kicker argument's still wide open. You know, Justin Tucker is starting to become the greatest kicker of all time, but Adam Venateri, with all of his Super Bowls and his bigger kicks, you can make that argument and you can have that debate. And debates go back and forth. And then when it comes to cornerback, you know, it's something like Deion Sanders, others say Mike Haynes. You go down a list, there's so many really good cornerbacks, but it's a small group. Ray Guy is in a group by himself and he was a Raider. One of six Raiders to win all three Super Bowls uh, through the generations and a guy who changed the game. A very important Raider in my lifetime is a former Raider in the video department by the name of Johnny Otten. A lot of people who are listening to the show know exactly who Johnny O is. Been with the Raiders for most of his adult life. And uh, he just texted me. And I want to read this to you because Johnny knows and Johnny has three Super Bowl rings and he's been a part of the history of the Raiders. And he, I always ask him when I have someone on to give me a note, a cheat sheet or something if he can help because he's that good. He knew all these guys and was on the staff. And he said, Ray changed the game and how we look at punting. He could not only punt the ball farther and higher than anyone before him, Ray was also excellent at directional punting as well. He would put on quite a show during pregame warm-ups. Players on both teams couldn't believe what they were seeing. Also, Ray kicked off for us. Did a phenomenal job kicking off! Exclamation point. He was an exceptional athlete. 
early on we could use Ray as a wide receiver or defensive back at practice. And he'd do just as good as any of the players that played those positions. Later on, Ray actually was our third quarterback. He could throw the ball with accuracy, both short and deep. You would see Ray going to quarterback meetings just in case. Very smart player. Picked up the offense quickly. Ran scout team at practice quite a bit. Ray was the best punter from the day he started until he retired. He made fourth down exciting. Rest in peace, my friend. That's from Johnny O. And he made a very good point there. He said he made fourth down exciting. I mean, how we have a really good punter now in A.J. Cole. Very good punter. When you think of Ray Guy, he made fourth down exciting. People look forward to seeing Ray Guy on fourth down. So if a quarterback like Snake or Plunkett couldn't pick up a first down, Ray Guy would come in and put on a show for everybody else. So just amazing to see this impact that this gentleman had on not only pro football, college football. Let's please remember he's a college football Hall of Famer and a very special player there. Our condolences to his family. Uh, Mark Davis and Mrs. Davis, the statement went out from the Raiders earlier, and we'd like to hear from you when this happens. 702-365-9200 for our Ray Guy tribute show. There's a lot of Raider fans, and this is the day to do this. We're going to get back to the Jaguars, and we'll wait to see what the Raiders do in tribute to him because I'm sure they're going to do something special coming up here. Mark Davis always does something special for his friends and the former players for this organization. Once a Raider Always a Raider. Rest in peace to the great Ray guy. So today was an interesting day. I got up early. The coach's interview is usually 11 a.m. with me on Thursday, Pacific time here, 11 a.m. Well, the coach is in Sarasota, Florida. I'm here, so I had to be at the facility at 8 a.m. They called me last night and said, we need to do it much earlier. So I was on the road at 6 in the morning, which I'm never on the road at 6 in the morning. And I got out to the facility, pitch blackout, walked in. They had the torch I actually tweeted it out. It was pretty cool to see the torch lit up outside in the morning. And I went into the building. And remember, the team's not here. The team is gone, right? The staff and everybody. So I walked in, and the security guards there went up there and got ready for this interview with Coach. And I interviewed Coach, and we had a good conversation. Uh, he addressed right out of the gate basically what he said about the team losing. But we went right on to Jacksonville. We went right on to Jacksonville and got into the game. And as you hear that interview tomorrow, Travis Etienne's going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem because Kamara was a problem. So Kamara being a problem is a big deal. They're going to have to stop them. They got Kirk, the wide receiver. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know how big of a problem Trevor Lawrence is going to be. Trevor Lawrence is not living up to the hype. And then they got some pretty nasty defensive players, including the number one pick overall. You know how many interceptions they have as a team? Eight. They have eight interceptions, everybody, so Carr's going to have to be fantastic. All right, we have a portion of Ray Guy's Hall of Fame speech, and we thought it would be appropriate to play it here at the top of the hour. Ray Guy, who passed away earlier today, here's his Hall of Fame speech. Welcome back, everybody, to Canton. Just a brief aside, some of us certainly echo Walt, uh, what Walter Jones said, hopefully Coach Holmgren will be on this stage one day. Yes, there are some of these enshrined here who did some punting like Sammy Baugh. But there has never, ever been a pure punter entering the Hall of Fame until now. Then again, there has never, ever been a punter 
like Ray Guy. He remains the only punter selected in the first round, which was done in 1973 by the Oakland Raiders. It is not only that his 1,160 punts in the regular and postseason traveled over 49,000 yards, which would be 28 miles of punts, which, by the way, would be, we'd be on our way to Cleveland with all his punts. He was a weapon who flipped the field. Long punts, coffin corner kicks, fair catches galore. One punt was the first to nail the scoreboard in the Louisiana Superdome. As a matter of fact, the only thing in the air longer than a Ray Guy punt was an astronaut. He is so respected by his peers that 19 former NFL punters with a combined 249 years in the league have come to honor him. And by the way, their punts totaled up 412 miles. That's pretty cool. So to present Ray Guy into the Hall of Fame, his coach, of course, a Hall of Famer himself, John Madden. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting Ray Guy for enshrinement into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, John Madden. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Man, am I glad to be here tonight. Believe me, it's been a long and winding road from the farmlands of South Georgia to the hallowed halls of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. They've been bumps, they've been curves, detours, and bridges to cross along this journey but I have finally made it. Even though, even though there will be no more games to play, records to set, or championships to win, for to be a part of this very special clubhouse called the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and knowing it's forever, it's beyond my wildest dreams. But I didn't do it alone. I've been very fortunate to be associated with great individuals who have influenced my life, some on the field of competition and others who just helped me learn life's lesson. Believe me, I like to mention them all by name, but time simply won't permit. And I hope you'll all forgive me for that. However, several family members are here tonight that I must acknowledge including my two wonderful children, my beautiful daughter, Amber, my son, Ryan, and his family, my brother, Al, and his lovely wife, Kay. (laughs) 
But my older brother, Larry, could not make it. He so much wanted to be here for this week. But he is suffering from cancer right now. And my prayers are with him, and I hope yours are too. But his, but his daughter, my niece, Kim, and her husband and two sons are here, and I thank them. Many friends, including my high school coach, Raider coaches, my attorney, and several Raider teammates are also here. There's even a group of former old football punters that are here tonight. And I tell you, I was elated this afternoon to be around them, sitting with them, and just talking with them about different things about punters in the NFL. I want to thank you all. Unfortunately, there are two special friends who are no longer with us and that I'd like to salute tonight. One, my college coach, P.W. Underwood. Coach Underwood gave me the opportunity to get an education and play football and baseball at Southern Mississippi. And, and of course, the other is Raiders Hall of Fame owner Al Davis. who took a chance on me as a pure punter in 1973. Al's lovely wife, Miss Carol, and son Mark are here. Miss Carol and Mark and all my family friends are here tonight. I would like for you to please stand and be recognized. Everybody, please. Thank you, thank you. The two greatest influences in my life are not seated here in front of me tonight. And that's my mom and my dad. Even though they're not here, they are here. They are up above watching and cheering. And I know they're looking down from above and smiling and beaming with pride and cheering me on as as they always did during my playing days. You know, as I think back, I don't know how my mom ever knew what was going on in the game because she never had her eyes open. She kept them closed, and I figured out why dad would never sit with her because she kept beating on him and asking what was going on. As I look back on what I've achieved in my life, I realize that it all started growing up in a very warm, loving, and caring family life. My parents only wanted what was the best for their three sons. We were taught to appreciate the things we had and to take care of what we got. We were taught to respect the family life and our fellow, our fellow man. Life was simple back then and I cherished all the great times I had growing up in that wonderful atmosphere. My dad was a disciplined father with a firm hand and a man of few words. He didn't often praise or brag about your accomplishments, but you always knew he was very, very proud of his sons. He taught by example how to be a man, to be the best at what you did, and be proud of what you accomplished, and to believe in yourself and use your common sense. 
Always be respectful and never shame the family name by doing wrong to others. Everybody, according to dad, was very equal. When you gave your word, you honored it. When you started something, you finished it. You saw it through. Quitting is easy, a way out, he would say. Staying and fighting and building character and success was hard. You build honor and trust when others know you'll be beside them until the end. I am very proud of my father and I am still benefiting from things he taught me. My mom was the strength of my family. She was gentle, warm, loving, and caring. She made sure we had food on the table, clothes on our backs, and she took care of us when we were sick. She never complained about what she didn't have because she always focused on what the family needed. I'm sure sometimes when she was alone, she would shed a tear and worry, but she kept it that from us. All she ever wanted was better life for us. She always knew what to say and how to keep our hopes and dreams alive. She was kind, friendly, and always volunteered to help whenever needed. She was the force behind me that kept up me going when things seemed like they might fall apart. This is our Ray Guy tribute show. This is Ray Guy's Hall of Fame induction speech. When she got mad and she would say, just wait until your dad gets home. You'll get what's coming to you. The worst part about that was worrying all day about getting our butts beat when dad got home. Since being selected into the Hall of Fame, I've looked back through my life wondering how and where this all started. Did I plan this journey? Was this supposed to happen? Analyzing everything I did from childhood to the present, I cannot pinpoint a place in time where I said, is this what I had to do? Did I want to play just one sport or do I want to have fun and play all of them? I never really had a teacher, a coach, or a special camp to attend to learn the art of punting. My high school coach, Paul Leroy, showed me two things about foot alignment and ball placement. And that was pretty much it. All through high school and college, I played other positions as well. I was a good athlete and could have been a major league pitcher or an NBA basketball player, but I knew God had something special for me. And eventually one sport would stand out beyond the rest. And it did. Playing in the NFL with the Raiders was my destiny, and I never looked back or questioned my decision. After joining the Raiders, however, I realized I had to concentrate on just one thing, being the best punter I could be. There was nothing too technical or complicated about how I punted the ball. I was just totally committed to my craft and the diligence in my preparation. Though I may not have realized that at the time, all those years of playing football, I was setting benchmarks for young athletes to follow. I like to think I can continue to help others by teaching what I have learned 
and to inspire them as they begin to dream punters that are here tonight. And I tell you, I was elated this afternoon to be around them, sitting with them, and just talking with them about different things about punters in the NFL. I want to thank you all. Unfortunately, there are two special friends who are no longer with us and that I'd like to salute tonight. One, my college coach, P.W. Underwood. Coach Underwood gave me the opportunity to get an education and play football and baseball at Southern Mississippi. And, and of course, the other is Raiders Hall of Fame owner, Al Davis. who took a chance on me as a pure punter in 1973. Al's lovely wife, Miss Carol, and son Mark are here. Miss Carol and Mark and all my family friends are here tonight. I would like for you to please stand and be recognized. Everybody, please. Thank you, thank you. The two greatest influences in my life are not seated here in front of me tonight. And that's my mom and my dad. Even though they're not here, they are here. They are up above watching and cheering. And I know they're looking down from above and smiling and beaming with pride and cheering me on as as they always did during my playing days. You know, as I think back, I don't know how my mom ever knew what was going on in the game because she never had her eyes open. She kept them closed, and I figured out why dad would never sit with her because she kept beating on him and asking what was going on. As I look back on what I've achieved in my life, I realize that it all started growing up in a very warm, loving, and caring family life. My parents only wanted what was the best for their three sons. We were taught to appreciate the things we had and to take care of what we got. We were taught to respect the family life and our fellow, our fellow man. Life was simple back then and I cherished all the great times I had growing up in that wonderful atmosphere. My dad was a disciplined father with a firm hand and a man of few words. He didn't often praise or brag about your accomplishments, but you always knew he was very, very proud of his sons. Okay, so that's a portion of the Ray Guy Hall of Fame speech. There's about another 10 minutes of it left. You can find that at Raiders.com. We just wanted you to hear Ray's voice today, and you can look back on his life, uh, what Mr. Davis meant to him, Mark Davis, Mrs. Davis, the Raiders, his parents, which he reiterated again, and how important his life was from a humble beginning to what he was able to do to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So again, the Raiders provided that. It's up at Raiders.com. You can listen to the entire speech as we're limited on the time there. But for Ray Guy, we thought that was important to lead with at the top of the hour. Big Al in San Francisco on the Ray Guy Tribute Show. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Ray on a couple of occasions going back to Oakland. 
and uh, he's an absolute gentleman. I was talking to him at one point, and he go and um, and he was just talking about the Raiders and that he was leaving a game on a Sunday. And I asked him, "Why, Ray? Why are you leaving on a Sunday?" And he goes, "Because as much as I love the Raiders, I got to get back and I got to go see the family." And I thought that was I thought that was interesting. He had come out for a special event. I don't remember the event, but um, I thought that was interesting. He was a great player, and from my limited experience with him, you know, equally as wonderful a person who had his perspective intact. And uh, he will be sorely missed by family, friends, and of course Raider Nation. That's nice to say, Big Al. You've been around a while, and you know this, and you know good football. And again, as we talk and we talk on and off the air, he changed the game. There's a lot of players who were great and never changed the game. They were just great players. He changed the game of football, and that's a rare list, as we mentioned Lawrence Taylor, and we just mentioned Jim Brown, and the handful of guys who were that unique at a position that changed the way the sport changed and evolved over the decades. You know, a lot of times when we watch games right now, we and we're watching punters, and some of these, you know, some of these young guys are really good. Let's let's be fair, but um, they didn't change the game. Ray Guy flipped fields. He flipped fields with you know with corner kicks. He flipped flipped fields with you know the wit you know with uh, with hang time. He did things that nobody was even talking about you know, fifty years ago that we talk about every single time a punter goes on the field to kick. Yeah. And Al, you know, Al Davis realized that, and that was that became a major asset for the Raiders. And Ray Guy was part of you know three Super Bowl teams and countless AFC final teams. I think they went to the AFC finals like six years in a row, or four or six years back in the seventies. Um, he was the main reason why. <laughs> That's a weapon. You know, Shane Lecker came along with fabulous mm-hmm. punter, and we've had some good punters since then. You know, uh, you know King was a good punter, and the guy we have right now is a good player. But these guys all, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Punters should all take 5% of their salary and put it to a Ray Guy Foundation because if it wasn't for Ray Guy, these guys wouldn't be, one, compensated so handsomely and, two, as valued as they are as members of a team as opposed to it's just the punter. Thanks, Big Al. Really good point there. You're right about that. Every punter today, appreciate your call. Fantastic. Every punter today uh, should be thinking of Ray Guy at every level, too. I'm talking high school, the Ray Guy Award, college, and all the players that came after Ray Guy. As you're joining us as we're in the middle of our Ray Guy tribute show. So this hour, we got about a half hour left. I got time for you. Again, we blew out the guests today. We blew out the Jaguar preview. I had two Jaguar insiders on. I moved one for tomorrow because I thought it was appropriate today to just go all Ray Guy. There's a lot of legends. Uh, He's near the top of all-time Raider legends. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Mark Davis treats these guys all the same. That's very important. But Ray Guy was so special, and it's a sad day today. And hopefully the Raider players that are in Jacksonville, Sarasota on the way to Jacksonville, will look at this and the new guys, because they all care. They all care. They're football players and they all have big hearts. But maybe this will be something that motivates them in a meeting, in a practice when they talk about it, when they see a video. I'm sure the coach is going to play a video or do something special. It'll be a motivating force for the Raiders as they take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you got an opinion on the Jags, we can jump in on that too. As we continue on right here. You always find me at the great, I tell you, I go around a lot around town, but the place I'm hanging out the most with, Resorts World. The 8 Cigar Lounge. Oh, what a place to have a cigar. And all the great restaurants, Doghouse Saloon Red Tail. 
Great place to be on the weekend. My wife and I are heading there this weekend for a dinner and to see some friends. Resorts World, Scott Sabella, proud partner of the show. Ray was not only a great punter, but he was technically as good as there was. I mean, his punting motion, you know, if they used Jerry West for the logo for the NBA, Ray would be the logo for punters. You just can't imagine how good he was until you're sitting there trying to catch his punts. Ray was also an amazing athlete. He was a great baseball player. He was a good golfer. I, I think as punters and kickers, sometimes people forget that a lot of them are pretty good athletes. That's Chris Barr. How nice is that? What a tribute show. We're doing a tribute show to Ray Guy, who passed away. The Hall of Famer passed away at the age of 72. Way too early, but what a great life in those 72 years. We're looking for Raider fans who saw him play and have stories to jump on in and tell us what they think. 702-365-9200. A lot of columnists around the country are writing about him. I'm reading from the New York Post. Uh, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. There's a lot of stories out here because he had an impact against the Steelers, against the Kansas City Chiefs, everyone, and his alma mater, Southern Mississippi. He had a lengthy illness, and he passed away at 72 as the greatest punter of all time. What do you believe his impact should be, not only in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but Raider history, to be one of six men to have uh, uh, three Super Bowl rings, to have that accomplishment? That's pretty special. So for Ray Guy, I think when we look back on his life, and if you were lucky enough to see him play, you should be very proud to say that he was a Raider, he only played for a Raider, and he changed the position as one of the greatest players of all time. You know, the the baseball background for him is pretty important here. A lot of people are talking about the type of athlete that he was. And, you know, I caught my dad is 84. So my dad, you know, how lucky am I? Ray passed away at 72. My dad's 84. I don't see my dad much because he lives on the other side of the country. And on a day like today, you know, how many teammates are coming together? I'm getting texts. I've gotten texts from a whole bunch of Raiders, from Shane Leckler today, Phil Villapiano. I talked to Fred Bolitnikoff, and everybody's just talking about, wow, man, I, I didn't know. Like, he just, he, he's been ill for a while, but people couldn't get to him. Remember, Snake was ill for a while with his cancer, didn't let anybody know about it when he died. It was really a shock to a lot of people, and that's why it's very important to keep the people in your life close to you. And always text. Now you can text. I, I call. You know, always call and then get on a plane and try to get to see that person there. So we're saddened to hear the passing of Ray Guy. We're talking about the impact that he had on the Raiders here and Las Vegas going forward because for years to come, there are going to be new Raider fans, new Raider fans that jump on this team because this team's in a brand-new market, and they need to know the story of Ray Guy, who played in the NFL from 1973 through 86, his entire career with the Raiders, and he's still the only primary punter in the Hall of Fame. And I think Shane Leckler will be in the Hall of Fame because of his stats alone, too. His stats were incredible. Just incredible how many great Raider punters there have been here as of late. But the comment sections of the Raiders on Twitter and the impact that everybody's having today, a lot of people have a heavy heart as they're going to lunch today or thinking about this in our community. 702-365-9200. Mitch, thanks for waiting. You've been waiting a while. Go ahead. Let me get you up here. Go ahead. How's it going, JT? Good. Thank you. Yeah, he was 
I agree with you. Some incredible ass guy who put him up there with, with um, Jim Brown. I think he's the best run back ever. Mm-hmm. Tailback. He was a complete package. And, you know, I mean, if, maybe he was uh, kind of popular back in the day with Ray Guy. Maybe he would have tried baseball, too. He was a heck of a player. And I imagine he'd be a good soccer player, too, with those strong legs. Incredible ethic. We, we, had, we drafted a kick in the first round, but he had, a, like, a different work ethic, work ethic, if you know what I mean. Yeah, take my call. Yeah, I mean, Janikowski had a great work ethic too when he was around this team. I was there for that. No need to bring that up there, Mitch. Sebastian Janikowski was a great Raider, a fantastic Raider. And I look back at Ray Guy, and I didn't know him well, but when his teammates saw him and he walked into the room, he just saw everybody light up. I'll I'll just never forget, you know, the Stabler party where he was there with Bolitnikov and all the legends who were there and Cliff, all the players that were there were hanging out with Ray Guy. I just never saw Ray Guy around a lot until they had those reunions, and I got to MC one of them. And to see Ray Guy at the Oakland Airport Hilton in the in the lobby, to see him at, in, at, at that great experience in Canton, Ohio, and then uh, to know that he was going to be a big part of Las Vegas. You know, these guys who are no longer with us, no doubt about it, they are a huge part of what's going to happen going forward. And that's something I talked to Mark Davis about and others talk about, that even though they're not here with us anymore, Vegas has just begun. Vegas has just started. I mean, Vegas is a baby when it comes to the Raiders. And these guys' memories will not be forgotten. Uh, More from Ray Guy as being the first punter into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, you know, after a while, you get to a point where you start thinking. I mean, I didn't really give up. I knew whether it would be me or somebody else down the road or whatever. I mean, they had to put one in because basically that is a part of the team. And, you know, so, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I had a lot of people that would uh, got together and, you know, sent things into the Hall of Fame to kind of get the more updated and, and stuff like that and, and finally, it happened. But uh, I'm glad I was, you know, the first to go in. That way, I'm. I guess you might call it the leader now. Mm-hmm. It opened. Up, it opened up a lot more eyes and and a more, uh, you know, severe of how a punter is in, is important to a team. Yeah, that's really important. You know, when you think about a team, you have to have a punter. You have a kicker, you have a long snapper, and you have all other players on the team. And you, How could the Pro Football Hall of Fame go that long without Ray Guy in there? And again, I love the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I'm very critical of them. Very critical of what they've done to the Raiders and how long they waited to make the Raiders wait, especially Tom Flores, who went in a wheelchair and ended up getting out of his wheelchair to make a speech. That was a very emotional moment for a lot of people. And Ray Guy had to wait a damn long time to go to that Nitschke luncheon and to be with the Hall of Famers, his teammates that were already there, and he was one of the best players on the team. That's really troublesome, and you got to get over that. I didn't play for the Raiders. I wasn't a teammate, but a lot of Raider players who were already in really burned by that on how long Coach Flores, the snake had away Cliff, and especially Ray Guy. One more, this one on the team moved to Vegas, modern football, and the conversation about coming to Vegas and how the life revolves and changes. I think it would be a pretty good move. I just wish they find somewhere in state. <laughs> I've moved twice with them, and, you know, but, you know, I, uh, it'll be a good move, and I don't know all the background to this. You know, I know things now are more complicated than they used to be back in the older days, you might want to say. 
but that's the modern times. That's the modern mm-hmm. football. Uh, I don't agree with the things that goes on, but none of the older guys do either. But you know, they we have to go on. That's the way. That's the way things change. <laughs> and uh, but with us, the older guys, we were just a grown men in kids' uniform playing a kids' game that we love to play. And that's all we really mattered to us. You know, we still, we still, that's, I'm still that way. I mean, I'll be honest with you, my friend. I cannot watch uh, pro football now because of the things that's going on. Anthem? And I really don't, I really don't want to get into it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, that's my opinion. I mean, that's what I see, but it has changed so much that, to me, it's not entertaining no more. And I'm not only talking about pro football. I'm going to talk about college, too. It's changing, too. And I don't know what's going to transpire later on down the road, but to me, that is it's really not football. It's not what the game was designed and started for. But, hey, modern times, I mean, that's the way it goes. Modern times. And I want to thank our uh, old teammate here, Paul Howard. Paulie, uh, from a conversation he had. I have old interviews that I've done that's going to take me a day to get it. Also on Ray Guy. But we kind of tried to put some content together here pretty quickly. And uh, I want to thank the Raiders, too, who sent us over some sound bites plus that Hall of Fame speech. So it's our Ray Guy tribute show. Last call to get in. If you want to talk about Ray before we find out more, I just go to Raiders.com. Q, I'm sure, is going to have a lot of content lined up today. And we gave Ray, and we will continue to give Ray and his family the respect that they deserve. The Raiders are on the road in Sarasota, Florida. They got a big trip, and they're heading to Jacksonville on Friday. Uh, My conversation with the head coach, Josh McDaniels, is tomorrow. So that'll lead off our 1 o'clock hour at Raider Nation Radio. When I was a punter in college, I looked at Ray Guy and I said he was the best punter in the league already, you know, being a number one pick. That didn't matter. He performed every week. And his form was amazing. So I tried to emulate myself then as a, as a college punter to punt like Ray Guy because he had the perfect form. No one else in the league that I could think of had, had the form like Ray. And uh, he had the hang time. Uh, he was accused of helium, all this stuff. But he was the best punter ever by far. That's Jeff Gossett. Incredible, the comments from the former punters, and there'll be more. We're getting in more and more content as we sit here today. Everybody's rolling on it. Everybody's trying to get as much uh, Ray Guy content. We played a part of his Hall of Fame speech here. I want to thank everybody who tuned in today, and I want to thank Remy Martin, proud partner of our show. Uh, Remy Quantro would like to invite you to one of the largest holiday experiences happening in Las Vegas. If you're looking to do a special adventure this holiday season, then look no further than Enchant at Resorts World. That starts November 19th. Everybody, we're in November now. 
Your first start, your adventure in a spectacular story-themed Christmas light maze. Then you lace up your skates. You hit the real ice. They have real ice. It's amazing. I've seen this drawn up and what it's going to look like. And then finally stop off at the huge holiday village and visit the Remy Quantro bungalow for 1738. Mount Gay Rum, the Botanist Gin, holiday cocktails. And that ain't we'd even put Scrooge in a festive mood. There's shopping, food, and even Santa for your perfect holiday adventure. For more information, visit EnchantedChristmas.com. That's EnchantedChristmas.com. If anything else, Remy Quantro wants to remind you this holiday season, please celebrate responsibly. All right, so we mentioned Ray Guy for the majority of the show here. Just wanted to mention baseball and what happened last night. So the Astros pitched a no-hitter in a World Series, but they did it with four pitchers. And I, that really bothered me. My head was popping when that happened. I didn't think they needed to take Javier out of the game. He pitched six innings, 93 pitches. I mean, what type of era are we living in now? No, the way to look at it was they're going to need him later on in the season. A series, excuse me. They're down two games to one at that point. Here's what Dusty Baker said about the decision. Dusty, you have such a great appreciation for baseball history. You know mm -hmm. the story of Don Larson. Was there anything about this that was uncomfortable for you, taking a guy out of a World Series no-hitter? Or is this just baseball in 2022? No, no, it's baseball in 2022. I mean, if I was the first guy to do that this year, as I recall, I think Dave Roberts had to do that with in L.A., you know, with Kershaw. Especially a young player, you think about his health and his career as much as you think about that game. Like I said, you know, we had a real fresh bullpen, extremely fresh bullpen, and uh, one of the best bullpens around. So, you know, I had full faith that, um, you know, that they could do the job. I could not disagree more. He had 93 pitches. He's worried about the health? The health of a pitcher? Like, what, is he going to throw his arm out? Been pitching his whole life. What makes you think he's going to – why do people think you're going to get hurt pitching a baseball if you're pitching your whole life and you only threw 93 pitches in the World Series? This is what blows me away. I'm pissed off about this. Now, it was the right decision for Dusty because they continued the no-hitter and they saved their bullpen. It's the World Series. So let me remind you, Javier was part of that. If Javier pitched a no-hitter by himself, 200 years from now, as we're long gone and our families are gone, they remember this kid. He'd be Don Larson and Javier. Now no one's going to no one's going to remember Javier's name and a no-hitter because it was four guys who did it. I just here's what you do. You let him come out for the next inning. If he walks the first guy, you take him out. Base hit, you take him out. What happens if the first guy who starts off that inning, second pitch pops up? Well, you're only two pitchers. You're at 95. Give him another at bat. Give him another at bat. Then if he goes three and two to three guys in a row, then I could understand maybe thinking about it. How do you take a guy out during a no-hitter? That could be the biggest leg. Oh, and he's up 5 nothing. It's not like it's 2-1. If it's 2-1 and the next you get a runner on first, I get it. I don't like this decision. And how about Lance Bregman, that little third baseman, passes Mike Schmidt, Brooke Robinson. He's has the most RBIs ever in the history of the postseason at third base. We grew up watching the World Series. We know that baseball's been going on for a long, long time. So to be a part of, just be a teammate on a team that, that did that and what Javi and all the guys did was is really special. So a moment that we'll, we'll all cherish for forever and um, we'll all remember forever. It was really awesome and... Like you said, the biggest thing for us was getting the win today. 
I'd like to see the Phillies win because I think the Astros are cheating scoundrels. I don't like them. I'm a Yankee fan. I don't want them to win. And Bryce Harper lives here in Vegas. Man, Bryce Harper ran into a buzzsaw last night. Yeah, he just ran into some good pitching. I mean, it happens. Um, it's part of the game, and you know, good pitching beats you know good hitting any day of the week. So, you know, gotta flush that like I said, you know, as quick as possible and get ready for tomorrow. Well, it's an old line of mine. It usually, is game six is game seven. Game five is game seven for Philly. If Philly doesn't win game five, this is over. It's over when they go back to Houston. If they can win game five, they can win the World Series. Big game, game five. Massive game. And then we'll have games on Saturday and Sunday, hopefully. Hey, thanks for listening to our Ray Guy tribute show. Clearly, we found out about this early this morning. Bobby worked his ass off to get some content. Thanks to James Vega, Eddie Pascal, and the Raiders for getting us some content and some rejoins. And hopefully Q can use some of it coming up here. And keep calling in on Ray Guide today, passing away at the age of 72 and what he means to the Raiders. I'm sure the Raiders are going to do something big, as they always do. Once a Raider, always a Raider. Rest in peace, Ray.